0: Welcome to The Inner Game, I'm Gwen Garcelon, your host. Thanks for listening. The Inner Game is about how we nurture and attend to our mind, body, spirit, health, and how that allows us to play a bigger game and make a bigger contribution in the area of purpose that calls to us. And these are conversations with people who are committed to making an evolutionary difference with their lives from a place of balance and love and service. Today, I'm speaking with a colleague with whom I share a very special community called the New Republic of the Heart. That's named after a book by the same name, written by its founder, Terry Patton. This community is actually a global collection of leaders who have been involved in personal and spiritual development, integral practice, and the global cultural change effort underway to address the multiple existential crises we face in these times. Finley Hind, who is joining us today from across the pond in the UK, is an integral psychotherapist, has run a yoga center for the past 20 years, and is playing a very beautiful facilitation role in the New Republic of the Heart community. Thanks so much for being with us today, Finley.
1: Thanks for having me, Gwen. (laughs) Nice to
0: be here. You came to Colorado in 2015 to participate in an intensive with Ken Wilber, I think many of our listeners may be familiar with Ken's work in integral theory, his books, A Brief History of Everything, The Eye of Spirit. And I just wondered, what was it about Ken's work that spoke to you back then?
1: It answered so many questions in a way that I couldn't express. I think it was all like a latent feeling and understanding for me. I had this kind of understanding about my age being all the ages that I had already experienced that was the way I would frame it and I couldn't know the beyond me but I kind of earlier times if I was triggered or you know a little bit upset or something like that so it was I was occupying all of those you know like time as being a you keep adding so an accumulative phenomenon And Ken just put it so well, you know, in in his integral theory, the growth, the waking up aspect, the, the, the growing up aspect of the integral theory, it just fit. So I just got interested. And then I ended up straight for his huge book, Sex, Ecology and Spirituality, and just was blown away pretty much by everything. I've since got a little bit beyond being blown away by it, but at the time, it was quite something for me. Really loved it.
0: And you've shared with me that integral means to come from the heart. Tell me more about that in terms of the New Republic of the Heart community and you know, the role of love and connection in those practices that the community takes on.
1: I think the best way to frame it is the way that Terry Patton, who started the community, kind of frames the heart as being the center of us in the sense you, know, you can say quite literally physiologically, but also kind of in the self sense, which has the access to everything else. You know, it's the center of everything else. It's the center of our forwards, backwards, up, down, in, out. It's also the center of between heaven and earth. And it's the, it's the level at which we kind of relate uh, emotionally to uh, our fellow humans and to, to other sentience, you know, so to identify ourself there in the heart in that kind of location literally and as an analogy too is what that means to me it's just having access to everything else but the practices would be much more about occupying as much space as we can from that center you want to kind of explore forwards and backwards explore left and right explore up and down and you make much more room for yourself in the world. You know That's, again, a cumulative thing. It, it enables kind of the, the practices to enable some kind of nimbleness, to be able to move more easily, to not contract so much, to not be a fixed identity.
0: So like is the heart then less judgmental than maybe coming from the mind?
1: Yes, I would say so. Although Is that you kind of train the nimble, the, the yeah, nimbleness, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly, I think it would be easier from the heart. You know, that you would, with more space, you would value more. You know, everything's much more interesting. You'd, with a kind of integral view, you would have an increase in curiosity. You know, and a, a want to learn, and a an interest in the other being different to you, not being the same, not having to agree with you. So therefore, you're willing to have the conversations that maybe other people who are shored up with very strong opinions wouldn't be able to do, you know, so it'd be more interesting. And I think there's a consequence, too, to that spaciousness, particularly as I talk as a yogi, that, that, you know, it's a kind of a decontraction. When you look at older people who have been confined to a, a limited identity for a long time, they're really quite... Uh, held in quite contracted and, and even the conversations that you want to have they won't go beyond something or learn something new so all of this spaciousness means that you 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 head towards a life that can take on more that can um, be interested curious and have less fear
0: that seems really important to making this major shift that we're being called to make on the planet and i wonder yeah. what is exciting you these days about what you're seeing in this group of people around the globe who have come together in this new Republic of the Heart community? What's exciting to you about what's possible? What are you seeing emerge?
1: Yeah, what we're seeing right now, I think, there's, there's, we've experienced this for, since the community began, you know, since 2019, beginning 2019, the longer that we are together within that container, you know, a a container of practice where we begin to trust each other, that trust kind of grows it like it would with a partner, like it would with a friend, you know, when you've seen each other go through difficult things and come out the other side. So we're constantly doing intentional practices together. And we were arriving at some really good places. And then we had this huge, you know, event. Of Terry's dying, you know, our mm-hmm. leader who started this, and his dying process being very visible to us. You know, he was uh, wanting to really be alive at every every point in in his entire dying, yeah. and talking to us about it and his process all the way. And for us to have gone through that all together with him, and of course, it triggers all of our relationships with death in every other way, with our relatives, you know, and all the other people close, you know, the other deaths that are going on kind of in, at the same time. And we ended up at the end, you know, having come out of the other, other end, being like, wow, you know, this having been through something so huge together, there was another level of trust, you know, and another level of really enjoying and wanting to be with each other and and not seeing it as an imposition of time anymore. We're, there's a lot of demand to this commute to the neuroparacular heart community. Right. But for anybody that wants to go into this, you know, anybody who wants to explore integral theory or or whatever, there is so much, you know, or you might be into sense making metamodernism or or, or um, complexity theory. you know, there's a lot of kind of leading edge thinking community arising now and it's a it's very demanding and it doesn't pay you anything you know so it's not easy to get to but but we just want to do it you know we by 3 years you begin to make it the kind of priority that makes such a great difference so that's one of the things that's coming up
0: i'm just wondering you know from your perspective what are the differences that you're seeing it make for the community in the world beyond you know what is the difference that that's being made because of the the gelling of the community? Yeah.
1: Well, we had a a session just this Wednesday. One of our communities shared her experience. She is an occupational therapist for children. And she was talking about the trajectory of where she has come from, her father being also an occupational therapist or a therapist of some sort. And then where she was heading to in the future. And she was laying that out and she was addressing this sense for her that what has enabled where she's going now is all the practices that we've had but the feeling sense that the community has her back you know the community is this sort of trust that she perhaps rests in and gives her the strength to and the courage to to do something significant you know something that makes a difference for her and for her community so that sense, you know, and I, I feel that too myself, we've, we've been able to properly appreciate each other, you know, when we turn up and we share our difficulties, our triggers, our, but also our, our goals, you know, our expertise, we teach each other as well, you know, we're learning such a lot from each other, that's mm. kind of also what the community does for us. Yeah. So it's a, it's a learning platform too.
0: In Terry's book, A New Republic of the Heart, he mentioned so often the need for out-of-the-box thinking. You know, we all know that to make the kind of cultural shift we're being called to make on the planet, it's going to take something very unfamiliar from where we've been. And I sense that that's what people feel the support to do as part of this community, is they feel the support and they feel seen in taking these big leaps that right. are likely very hard to take in, in most of our communities and our right. society. Yeah.
1: To to make these shifts is difficult, even to loosen any opinion or any identity is difficult. Yeah. And also I think that it's actually necessary to do it with other people. Mm-hmm. Part of what we do in the in the community is soul work, so which is kind of the other end of spirit work. Spirit work is up and open into vastness and oneness and we're all connected, something like that. But soul work is much more deeply personal. You know, what is mine to do? You know, as this body mind, as a voice of the earth, you know, how the earth voice comes through me, what is my my nature and nurture kind of best at? So we—that's a deep and and ever evolving kind of practice, and you have to come out of it, and you never quite trust it. You know, what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to be a this or a that? And I don't know for sure. You know, so you you discover more or hone that in relation to other people. I think I can do this. What do you think? Oh, I know somebody who can do that. You know, or I did so. So you get the the reflection. And you tell your story of where I'm gonna go, what my next project is, and somebody else says, you know, I hear you, you know, this sounds really excited. And they can they can kind of back it too mm-hmm. with with and and they also reflect back not just the idea, but also your enthusiasm for the idea, which you sort of need reflected back on you in order for it to stick, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, so
0: yeah. for those just joining, this is Gwen Garcelon, and you're listening to The Inner Game on KDNK. I'm talking with Finley Hind about a very special community called A New Republic of the Heart for a collection of leaders around the world who are trying desperately and, and joyously to bring their soul's expression into service at this time. In the book that was the impetus for this community, Terry quotes futurist Dwayne Elgin, who is saying that the social and cultural transformation needed right now will depend on the stories that we believe and inhabit. And he says, people have a very diminished, impoverished and frightening view of our common future. As a consequence, many people pull back in denial, living in the present and ignoring the future. And if they are not in denial, they are often in despair. And I, I find that, you know, quite a bit, and I can go in and out of that myself for sure on any given day. But I have just made a choice around the story that I'm telling myself about my own soul's purpose in this time. And I wonder what that is for you. What is the story that you're inhabiting or just choosing to inhabit that allows you to keep showing up with purpose and empowerment?
1: Yeah, thank lovely question. So I think that what you see me doing in the community is a right at the hub for what I'm doing, you know? So for me, building a yoga community here in the UK, the, the building of that community was really kind of inspiring and beautiful. You know, it felt again, like a belonging and, Um, like uh, it used to feel in the old days with family and friends, you know, that you, you lose when you go out into the world. Of course, I left home and went to other countries and, you know, did all of this thing. And you're sort of out on your own in this big discovery of discovering where you are. And you lose some of that base, you know, that thing that backs you. So that was what I found with the community. I'm wanting to get more involved in a community with an integral backing to it, an integral theory backing to it, and having gone through a a few courses and processes, it was easy for me to join this community. But what I wanted to do is contribute more in terms of making it work, quite literally being in the centre of that community to make it work. So not just uh, enjoying the benefits of it and, and taking on all the processes. And I think there's an extension to that which is how it shows up in the world and also what other things we might do, or what other relationships the community itself has with other communities. So there's an even even sort of higher level view of uh, communities in general, because this is what we're doing in New Republic of the Heart is not just there, you know, the world is having this self discovery, you know, while on the one hand There seems to be a lot of sense making, arguing, you know, opinionating, cross world views, misunderstandings, difficulty, at the same time, there's a lot of people coming together and we thinking we must make a difference, you know, and the the climate crisis is also producing that sort of feeling, we have to do something about it. So they're taking it on and being responsible, and and doing the work that's required, that's quite difficult. But then if the, you, there's, a, there's another level of being able to talk to each other about that and make it kind of work as a, as a bigger system.
0: So I'm hearing like that. that there's a belief or a story that you hold that given a thoughtful, compassionate container, humans can come together and be their best selves and grow in the ways that will be of benefit to yeah. the whole
1: yeah, and there's so much validation by finding what it is that's yours to do. You know, and when you're in a community that's sharing those, that validation together, it's quite powerful. You know, it's quite a strong, quite a strong backing.
0: In doing this work, what are some of the things that are coming up for you that you're seeing as areas of growth or places that you are putting some intention into creating practices around or just growing in yourself?
1: Yeah, well, one of them is time. <laughs> it's always going to be one of my leading edges, you know, running a business too, you know, and and being quite uh, involved in this community. So, what does that look and, like?
0: Does that like more discernment around how you spend your time, or just releasing the judgment or anxiety around it, or what does that look like? Because I'm yeah, like, that's something we're those. all struggling with, I think.
1: Right, exactly. Both of those, but there's a lot of story around it. you know, there's a lot of story about about I haven't rested for this long or I haven't, when was the last time I watched a film or can't I watch that mini series again, you know, or something? <laughs> and at the same time recognizing actually what I really enjoy, what really nourishes me, you know, I mean, I've got this extrovert vein in me that really enjoys and gets nourished by being with people and I also am a, I'm a bit of a, an owl I come alive at night so spending my time with Americans online in my evenings while the rest of my family seems to want to fall asleep you know is, is also making it possible so just recognizing that that actually this is for me the best game in town mm. there isn't anything else kind of on, on on my radar that's any more important in a way
0: yeah, because we, as you say, our culture says, oh, you should have time for this and this and this, and you should be able to right. just sit back and drink wine and watch Netflix. And yeah, and what we're realizing is that, uh, what I'm hearing from you is that there's something deeper calling to you that's actually far more satisfying Yeah. than those other yeah. things that w- could yeah. fill your time.
1: Yeah. Another leading edge that comes to mind is around the, the sense of the difficulty really in navigating the poles of what we do you know and i mean things like the sort of feminine and masculine poles or you know the 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 pole between um open heart loving everybody we're all one it's all here and getting on and actually doing something and being active boots on the ground you know and and not waiting for something emerging you know but both are so necessary so you know this is a kind of One of the features of integral theory, or the integral sense is to begin to see the world with and rather than either or. So both and, you know, to to start to dance the polarities because they both have a very, very significant and, and needed truth about them. You know, certainly with climate, there's an urgent situation. We have to do things actually, you know, we have to get into the world and do stuff. So just sitting around doing practices and loving each other is not quite enough. It's great, you know, if we had many years to do this, it would be perfect. But actually there's something else going on and we can't all be at an integral level and all but completely understanding and sorted in order to sort the planet out. We don't have that sort of time. You know, so there's a sense of, you know, what is your action in the world? What is it that, that? what can I do? You know, and keep making that exploration. But you can't do that. Without also bringing your heart and open space and deep exploration and stillness, and equanimity too, and there are practices to do that. So just being out there in the world trying to do things, you'll you'll end up treading on somebody else and breaking something else in your enthusiasm. You know, rather than taking on more of your environment. And both are true. It's something like that.
0: Is there something that you feel like helps? a practice that you know of that can help people get in touch with what their peace is to do right now.
1: You know, it's not even some is it a practice I would want to say that you don't know, notice what it is that you like. You know, where there there's some spiritual um narrative which is around releasing all your desires, and yet the desire itself reveals to you what it is that's kind of lighting your fire, what makes you, what gives you the energy to be active. So, you know, pay attention to what you like, don't deny it. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, we we have a lot of difficulty, you know, in a sense in in the world, we're in a transition period where the generations before us uh, were given their vocation or they had to stick with their vocation throughout their entire life. You know, we've, you know, since the 60s, so it's not that recent, but we've been able to change careers. You know, so we're now in this sort of uh, much more fluid situation, but we still end up trying to find our relevance by looking at what other people say, whatever other people say is like a, a value or not, rather than where we are. So it's quite a difficult thing to unpick yourself enough because you're full of those narratives, you know, you're made even of all of these borrowed ideas and borrowed narratives. So it does require this sense of stillness. This does require uh, a meditative sense, you know, so meditating into the, the felt sense of your body to get in touch with what gets you motivated, you know, what. What do you what do you dream about? You know this. You've got to look at hobbies and even the ways that you escape the world. <laughs> you know what are you interested in? What what kind of thing is it? People or is it not people? You know is it is it um, mathematical or not? And as a to do it in relation to other people is is to have a, the, just the conversation about that. What your experience? I've been thinking this. You know I could I really want to do more. I need to do more art. You know, I've got this, all this art kit, and I just never use it. It was just not, you know, but I really want to. So to kind of put some time aside and explore
0: some of that. You mentioned meditation. I imagine that's a practice you have and that many people are taking on these days. And maybe some people listening are thinking, oh, maybe I should really try and put some more energy into that. What do you feel like is in it for people? You know, what's been in it for you to have a meditation practice?
1: Firstly, I want to say, and I think this is really important and not said enough, that the austerity of a regular practice does not do everybody. You know, it's difficult to get to in order to make it the right kind of habit where you just do it. You you whatever, get out of bed, you know, early enough that there isn't too much busyness going on in your house. So if you don't like getting up in the morning, there's one huge thing in your way. You know, so there are other practices, things like moments practices, which is literally anytime you remember, just to notice what your body feels like, what your environment looks like, just kind of stop without any agenda to change it or fix it, just notice it. You know, that kind of sense of things is also as valuable at least to, the, to start with so um, but I think just to answer your question more directly you know what's the benefit is is uh, 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 I do want to actually just finish that I really I haven't completed what I was saying is there are things like yoga practice or Tai Chi or even running, where you can do something mindfully. You know, we've got mindfulness practice itself, which is also a little bit bigger in the world. And that in itself is actually a meditation, but it's a moving meditation. You know, so you're not putting too much of your agenda there. You're kind of dropping back and seeing what happens in a sense. So that there, that is also as useful, I would say, as meditation. But meditation itself in being very still gives you Access to an equanimity which is very very useful. Being able to return to it, you know, when you get triggered, which we always will be, you can return. You can recognize it because you you have access to that sort of channel of stillness regularly in your life. You you're kind of creating the the neural pathways that means you can access. Calm and stillness, you know, so you at least come some of the way there. If somebody walks in front of you with a car, somebody cuts you up there. So something like that. And there's also this, it feels meditation feels like self-care, you know, as do all of those other physical practices. So you end up being in a better relationship with yourself and kind of kinder to yourself too.
0: Well, I want to give people a chance to check out a new Republic of the heart if they're looking for a Community of Practice, the website, which is newrepublicoftheheart.org? That's correct. Yeah, well done. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening today. Beautiful audience. If you have a question for Finley or me, you can join the Facebook page at The Inner Game, and we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas, and you can find out where to listen to past shows there as well. And until next time, trust the guidance of your heart and the power of love.
1: Oh, lovely.